Hey, 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 guys. My name is Paula Sun, but you can call me the Change Navigator. I mean, that's why you clicked on the podcast, because of the name, right? All right, cool. I want to begin by saying welcome to my new listeners and welcome back to the Faithful Navigators. If you have been listening, you already know season three is all about the pivot. And we have been talking about the pivot since March 8th. And here we are. It's July 6th, four months later, and we are still talking about the pivot. The pivot is so important to me until I actually wrote an ebook about it, and it is available on Amazon Kindle. The title of the book is called Pivot, Eight Keys to Reinventing Your Now. So while you are listening to this podcast, just go on ahead and slide on over to Amazon Kindle and snag a copy of that ebook. It's only $5.99, but guess what? There is some good information in there, and there are some things in that book that will help you to successfully pivot and help you to successfully reinvent your now. So let me get right to it. The second half of 2021 has already started with a bang. Two of the biggest headlines, two of the biggest headlines hit us like right in the beginning of July and they featured Tabitha Brown and Shikari Richardson. If you haven't heard anything about these two people, I'm almost certain, I'm positive that your phone has been off or disconnected or something because if you listen to podcasts then you are probably aware of a little bit of current events so on this podcast i'm going to do something i've never done before in almost a year of doing podcasts today i'm doing something i've never done and you guys will be a part of it that's right navigators you get to be a part of what i'm doing today that i've never done here's what i've never done you ready are you guys ready here's what i've never done i've never talked about current events or shared my opinion about current events on my podcast I mean, I've talked about the pandemic, I mean, because we all experienced the pandemic, but I've never really talked about things that have headlined our news because I believe everyone has an opinion and everyone is entitled to it. However, I don't think people listen to my podcast because of my opinion. I, I just really don't think people listen to it because of my opinion. I think people listen to it because of the uniqueness of it to where I'm interviewing other people and they share their stories on how they navigated through challenging times. But I'm doing a hard pivot in this uh, episode. I mean, I'm doing a hard pivot and I'm making an adjustment in this second half. Now, I'm not saying that all of my episodes will be opinion-based, but these two topics are kind of near and dear to me. So I want to talk about them this episode will be full of my opinion and I'm going to start with my opinion of the Shikari Richardson situation just a few weeks ago many people were just getting acquainted with the Dallas native as she graced the television screen with her long hair her fingernail extensions tattoos long eyelashes and her short muscular frame I believe that the thing that amazes me about this young lady is the fact that she is only five foot one inches and she is super fast like ridiculously fast she doesn't have long legs she's shorter than me and I'm pretty um short so she's shorter than me and this girl is just fast and we were we all witnessed her 
excellence. We witnessed her speed. And I remember in times past, people questioned her decision when she left LSU to become a professional athlete. She, but I believe she had a goal in mind. Um, and as we saw things unfolding, she was on her way to accomplishing her goal. But something happened to her. Something happened that will possibly delay the attainment of that goal of winning the gold medal in the Tokyo Olympics for the 100 meter race. Um, we quickly embraced this young lady. We quickly embraced her as we watched her run into the arms of her grandmother after she qualified for the Olympics. We didn't know and we still don't really know what she felt in the moments when the reporter told her that her biological mother passed away. From the information I've been gathering, I'm told she found out about the death of her mother when the reporter told her. What happened to her in that moment? What if when she found out, nothing else mattered to her in the moment? What if the Olympics didn't even matter? What if our desires, our hopes for her were not the same desire she had in that moment. This young lady made a decision to cope with her pain. She, she made a decision to cope with the information she was given. Now, the decision that she made was against the rules of the Olympics. And while we may want to give her slack, while we may want the rules to be changed because marijuana is legal in 19 of the 50 states in America. The fact remains that she broke the rules of competition. I read somewhere that marijuana hides other drugs in your system. I'm not sure. I'm just saying what I read. So maybe that's why she was banned. But the, the fact remains that she knew she was not supposed to do it and she did it. But here's what I love about this story. This 21 year old young lady owned it. She did not waste time acknowledging it. She owned her mistake. She owned her lapse in judgment. She owned it. And I believe she will bounce back and be stronger because of taking responsibility for her decision-making. She didn't blame anyone. She didn't say someone made me do it. She didn't say the reporter made me do it. This girl owned it and we can take a page from her. I've seen many adults go throughout their lives blaming other people for their mistakes. I've seen them make bad decisions and then blame someone else and not take responsibility, not be accountable for where they are, for the decisions that she made. But like I said, the beauty of it is this young lady owned her decision. She owned her lapse in judgment. My hope and prayer is that she will make the adjustments, whatever those adjustments may be to do and to be whatever she wants to be. Listen, I'm here cheering. Let's go, Shikari. We will remember your name, young lady. We will remember your name. Now, let's switch on over to Miss Tabitha Brown. We witnessed last week Tabitha Brown go on record. I mean, set the record straight and sincerely pray for Wendy Williams. 
What led to this prayer was the fact that Wendy Williams chose to talk about Tabitha's situation based on her failed attempt to do the same thing. You see, Tabitha decided after 15 years as a police officer with the Los Angeles Police Department, her husband, Chance Brown, was able to turn in his badge due to the incredible success that she recently enjoyed. She retired her husband from his job so he can pursue his dreams. That's wonderful. That's goals for marriage, right? I mean, she tells us that her husband worked that job and supported her even when she kept being rejected by the industry. He continued to support her. So she flipped that thing and she said, you know what? I'm successful now. So now I want to support you so you can live your dreams. That's that's goals. That's marriage. That's, oh my gosh, that's sacrifice. That's commitment. That's mm, compromise. That's all of it. Well, Wendy Williams did not think it was a great idea and she expressed it. Now, I don't know who asked for her opinion, but... That's the industry she's in. She shares her opinion on, you know, topics. She basically told her audience, she said, I was married to one of those. I make the money and so on and so forth. You tell them to go live your dreams, open a business, go, go, go. But you see how that turned out for me. Wendy is divorced now. And so she said, I predict that this marriage is going to be on real rocky ground in a moment. Now, I'll stop with that. Let me be the first to say, I am no Wendy Williams fan, but I'm going to play devil's advocate right now, just for a second. And I'm going to say this, Wendy is responding like a hurt woman. She is responding like a woman who had a failed relationship. And unfortunately, Many women have found themselves in the same position as Wendy. A failed relationship with a negative outlook on someone else's relationship based on your own experience. You ladies may not want to admit it, but yes, you have. You have been in Wendy's position. You have been in a place where you experienced certain things and you automatically thought, the next woman would experience the same thing as you. And you may have said it under the guise of, well, experience is a good teacher and it doesn't have to be my experience that teaches me. Or it doesn't have to be your experience that teaches you, but just learn from someone's experience. So as women, we've all been there, especially after heartbreak. You know, the way we view the world is different. The way we see things is different after being heartbroken. So that's what Wendy was talking about. Wendy was talking through the lens of a heartbroken woman, of a bitter woman, of a broken woman. So here we are, hurt Wendy, bitter Wendy. She makes her statement based on her experience, which we cannot negate her experience. And that's the same experience of so many other women. However, when you heal, you wish the best for others. When you love yourself, you wish the best for others. Even if you had a bad experience, you wish others succeed in areas that you haven't succeeded in, right? Well, I believe that's what mature and healthy people do. And we all know and see that there is nothing healthy 
about Wendy Williams. Nothing that I see, in my opinion, that's healthy about her, probably other than her bank account. But Wendy's appearance, the, the words that come out of her mouth, really reflect someone who is hurting, who is broken, who is bitter. Now, after hearing all of that and probably making a good assessment of why Wendy would respond the way she did and speak negatively about her, Tabitha's response set the Internet on fire. I mean, it set the Internet ablaze. And she actually made Wendy Williams relevant for a few days. I don't know about you all, but I had forgotten about her. I for, I really forgot about her, but maybe Tabitha's prayer made her relevant. Tabitha got on camera with no smile. I mean, with no makeup, with a smile, with natural hair, with her beautiful teeth, with her beautifully colored nails. And Tabitha begins to state the facts. And she starts by saying that she has been with her husband for 23 years, broke for a very long time, but together struggled for a very long time together, succeeded for the last couple of years together. She talked about things she prayed about and she put before God. She talked about the power of God and the power of putting God first in your marriage. She said that God is first in our marriage and that's why our marriage is successful. Now listen, baby, if you have not heard that prayer, I need you to Google Tabitha Brown Wendy Williams, and that prayer will pop up. Tabitha said such a powerful opening statement when she began to pray for Wendy. She said, I pray that love finds you, true love finds you, and holds you tight. Woo, baby, that is powerful right there. Then she goes on to say, I pray that someone will love you enough to see when you are not well, to see when you need true support, to see when you need compassion, to see when you need kindness. I pray that somebody loves you enough to sacrifice their life for you. I pray that type of love finds you so that you can understand why I don't want my husband to put his life on the line anymore. Wearing a bulletproof vest, if he doesn't have to, if that's not his desire. I love him enough that I want him to be safe and I want him to coach children the way he wants to. One of the most powerful things Tabitha Brown said um, while she was expressing herself, she said a nine to five or a steady job takes away time from creativity. It takes away time that you want to pour into your real purpose. Now, those of us who work nine to five jobs, we can definitely relate to that. Those who work 40 hour a week jobs, we can definitely relate that by the time we get home, by the time we get settled, our creativity is like on the back burner and we're just trying to figure out how to get to the next day. So that was so powerful. Tabitha prayed, baby, Tabitha prayed, Tabitha prayed, y'all. And she said, I pray that somebody finds you and that love finds you and excites you the way I'm excited about my husband being able to grow his business, to pour into children, to coach these kids and to do all the things he's dreamed about. She said, she, I think it got good to her when she said this. She said, Ooh, honey, I pray this type of excitement and love finds you and anybody else who seems to not understand this. I pray that type of love finds you. Sacrifice, compassion. 
I like I really do. I really, really do. Then she goes on to say, let us all pray for people like Miss Wendy and people like her who have been so hurt or never found a genuine love that fills their heart with so much compassion and joy. Let us pray that love finds them. Now, listen, baby, that prayer was so powerful. I have never heard a woman pray for another woman who tried to come for her like that. And listen, after watching that video, after hearing that prayer, I realized that I really need God to work on me. Baby, Tabitha prayed with such kindness, with such grace and compassion for a hurting woman. There there was not a neck roll. There was no finger point. There was no mm, clapping of the hands. There was no passive aggressive tone in anything she prayed that prayer in love and we can all take a page from mrs tabitha brown we can learn from this situation what's in you will come out of you because what's in wendy came out of her when she expressed her opinion but also what's in tabitha came out of her and tabitha is oozing with love and happiness and compassion so that's what came out of her. We see the inspirational quotes on Facebook and Instagram where it reminds us that how people respond to us is a reflection of what's going on inside of them. We can see the torment that's going on inside of Miss Wendy. And we can also see the light that is inside of Tabitha Brown. Listen, when I grow up, I want to read like Tabitha. I want to pray like Tabitha. I want to love like Tabitha. And I want to shine like Tabitha. That was so, so classy. I mean, it gave us so much light, so much encouragement to know that that was a real life example of when they go low, we go high. My prayer is that God would bless Tabitha and Chance. And I echo the words of Tabitha's prayer. Wendy, I pray that love finds you and holds you tight. Thank you guys for listening to my opinion because that's all it was. It was just my opinion and how I felt about those events. So as always, the focus of this podcast is to help you navigate, survive and thrive life's changes. Remember, life is simpler with navigation. I'll end this segment with a phrase from my girl Pookie P. Remember, people, when you change your thinking, your behavior will reflect it. Feel free to give me your feedback because I'd love to know how you feel about the podcast in general or any episode that you've listened to from season one all the way to season three. You can check out my website for blogs and any upcoming events at www.thechangenavigator.info. You can email me if you want to chat with me. If you want to send me a message, you can email me at thechangenavigator at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at the underscore change underscore navigator. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Change Navigator, or you can like my Facebook page, The Change Navigator. Let's stay connected, guys. And until next time, keep going, navigators. You've got this.